Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. You know, that's the appeal of Carson, that's the appeal of Fiorina, and that's the appeal of Trump. These are all people who have used their talents to achieve success in a free market manner, every single one of them. People see that, and they say, that is my ideal. My idea is to come from nothing, use myself, and in a free, free market economy, I can achieve what I need for myself and for my family. They see these three candidates, and they understand that that is the ideal of what America what made America great in the past, and the only way we can proceed successfully in the future. Well, Dr. Dan, I agree with you, but on one respect, with one respect it's important, is that even if all that being said about them, which I agree in, in some of them, is if we don't hold them accountable to the Constitution, that's the part that we could be, um, you know, we could be, you know, swindled on. Um, I, I'm looking for these people on that what they know constitutionally. If they have an idea that they want to go right, to say they turn right or turn left on their roadmap to success, no, the president is bound to Article Two. So, and they pledge their oath and their allegiance to that article. But if we get a guy with a great personality or with a great personality, but don't follow that, we're the problem. I believe we could find both. We can find the people that understand, have the passion, the American experiment, and their dream, and pursue that, who understand the Constitution. They're out there. They're out there at local levels, state levels, and federal levels. But I really believe hardly about this. We can't go for persona only. Madison was five foot one. He, spoke, he never spoke above a whisper. But yet, he led troops in the War of 1812. Yet, he, you know, he, he led the Constitution. He actually changed his mind from being a federalist to an anti-federalist based upon watching the corruption of men. It's important that we really hold ourselves, you and these individuals, accountable, that we're going to do what Washington said and bounce the constitutional principles that are the DNA of our declaration and not let the personalities persuade us. Because if I get a guy with a great personality, great attitude, but he's against the Second Amendment, I can't support that. We, we, cannot have comp- we cannot compromise on foundational beliefs. The example I used in my campaign was, was uh, I'm visiting uh, you know, Dr. Dan's house and his wife's house. And I'm there with my wife, and, and I'm there with a group of 10, 15 people with a, with a, with a, with a party there. And we have to compromise on what color to paint Dr. Dan's living room before we can leave. I compromise on that. But the question we should ask ourselves is, did Dr. Dan and his wife give us a contract to paint his living room? Because if, if Dr. Dan did not, 
then our color choice is irrelevant. And we did not give the government at the federal level the power to tell us health care, to tell us the, 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 the power of, of uh, fiat currency, of regulations. Where is the leader in the House or Senate saying, defund EPA, OSHA, IRS? Where are those people? And that's what we're looking for, because I don't want to be bound by the games that they play that are unconstitutional. We're going to play by the constitutional rules. If it's not there, it is null and void. You know, that's a very compelling argument, and it's, un- and it's unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, it's unfortunately one I agree with, because there is a big gap between believing that and knowing that to be the facts and actually accomplishing that. How do you accomplish that? How do we get back to the Constitution? How do we, how do we regain the, the, the sovereign power of the states and the individual after 100 years of erosion, after 1913 with the 16th Amendment, 17th Amendment, and the Federal Reserve Bank? How do we now say, stop, we've got to regain the law, the constitutional, divinely inspired, natural law rights that were given to us 235 years ago. Okay, that, that's a beautiful, because that's what OFL is about. That's what we're going to do here. You're driving 100 miles an hour going the wrong direction. How do you stop? You stop and turn around. The cool part is we already have it down. Remember, the Constitution is just a tool to articulate what the Declaration of Independence says. I believe our Articles of Confederation was a superior constitution. It had term limits in it, had no power of tax, and no Supreme Court. Just think about that, Dan. That constitution had term limits, no power to tax, and no Supreme Court. Everything I just mentioned are three of the biggest problems we have with this constitution, because men have missed, and the men have used words to manipulate their system for their own power. So how do we go back? How we go back is not to be run away from the debate. Because when I heard compromise, Greg, we've got to compromise, compromise, compromise. We'll use life as an, exa- as an example. Pro-life is an example. Roe v. Wade. Well, we've got to go to increments. Well, let me see. What has happened since the great 80s and uh, Reagan Revolution? Now we have partial birth abortion. That wasn't there. You know what I mean? We've seen baby parts being for sale, which we know has been occurring for 40 years. Compromise doesn't work. When something's wrong, it's wrong. So I wrote a paper called No Life, No Liberties on our webpage. that said very clearly, Senator, uh, Congressman, um, um, uh, Congressman um, Brown, the last, 2013 Congressman Paul in 2007, Congressman Stockman in 97, wrote a bill called the, the, um, in the House called the Sanctity of Life Bill. In Article 5 of the Constitution, it says no life should be taken without due process. And he says life begins at conception, period. Done. Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade is just seven men making a decision. And oh, by the way, of the seven men that voted for it, five were Republicans. Again, where is their power to do this? So what you do is the state says it, but says no. That's, a, that's an example of what we should do. So the question is, do we have any people with backbone that will not waver? I wrote a paper in 2010 about health care, Obamacare. And I, I love to saw the Senator Cruz on the floor said the right thing. Article 1, Section 7, Clause 1. Defund it. See, everything will die if not funded. I don't blame Obama. He does his dream progressive moment, and it gets through. And the same man that wrote that plan, Gruber, wrote Romney Care. How do you stop these things? Don't give it the gasoline. Kill it on the vine. Do not fund it. 
That's the power. And when you say, what can we do, Dan? Republicans have controlled the purse strings since 2010. What have they done with it, Dan? They funded every single bill the progressives wanted. You know why? Because the elite of both parties are progressive. Well, you know, you've you've really highlighted an extremely important issue. We have an electoral process, okay? Candidates come and say, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. We, hoping that we're going to believe them or that they're going to do what they say, we elect them, and then they get there and they do nothing. So... Oh, how, no, no, how do well, we, they do worse. Damn it, they do worse. Well, I didn't they mean do, they do nothing. I agree with yeah. you. They do the wrong thing. I should right. They do nothing that they promised and nothing right. that we want. They don't adhere to their moral principles that, we, that they promised upon the Bible that they would go ahead and do. So we then send them up there, and they thumb their nose at us. So, well, then, therefore, Dan, what we do is we don't vote for lesser two evils. In the last election, Hagan and, and Tom, I ran against Tom, um, you look at what he's voted for. Tell me one thing he's voted for that Hagee would not have voted for. No, I agree. When you look, when you look at he funded the CR, the tax ceiling, the increase of Planned Parenthood. He, you know, he did it manipulative-wise. He voted closer, yes, no on the floor. See, we've got to catch and expose that stuff. That's why it's important. Look at, look at their voting record. Uh, look at Burr's conservative voting record. But again, I don't want to blame them. They are who they are. I blame the ones who fall for it to say the lesser of two is okay. That's why Organized for Liberty is to put that out there, to put the educational model, have litmus test. And the litmus test is not, you know, issues. The litmus test is liberty and freedom versus coercion and compulsion. If you and I make a, you know, if you and I make decide that we're going to go steal somebody's money, we can't do that. That's why our founders had no income tax. In fact, in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 4, it says there should be no direct capitation tax. That means no income tax. Well, that's why, you know, the, that's why the 16th Amendment was so destructive to yeah. liberty. Yeah, again, and, they don't, and, and again, in the 16th Amendment, they don't, they don't negate that part of the Constitution. Look at the 18th Amendment, no alcohol. They knew they blew it, so they did the 21st Amendment, right? So that's why it's important that we—I we, uh, know we're reiterating ourselves right now, but we are in this battle. And I know when you're in surgery, you're not going to compromise on the optic nerve or the optic blood vessel. If you do, you lose the eye. You'll only, you will not do that. You'll do what you need to do for surgery. When the sense is what we're doing right now is we're trimming the edges. They really want us to fight over here on, on things that are not part of the function, about you know, some issues on this side that has no bearing in what their job is. I don't, I, what I want to have is freedom. I don't want the government to tell me what medicine to take, what food to eat, what vaccines to do or not do. Irrelevant. That's not the government's function. Either you own your body and you're free, or you're a serf. There's no in-between. There's not an in-between. You should have the opportunity. Well, I should. You have a God-given opportunity but that you live your life. But liberty is a verb, okay? Madison talked about that liberty will never be given to you by a government institution, ever. It's a constant struggle. And that's why it's so important we know our position. We, if we withhold our consent, it's over. And that's what I want to do at OrganizedForLiberty.org, is to give to people, let people know, to study to know this, to know they're not alone to get involved, and not just some group to hold hands, to literally, when they start passing bills at local levels, 
at state levels and federal levels that we mass our army. We the people are back. We the people say no to this. We the people can do this as long as we protect the individual over the collective. That's what I want to do. You know, one of the most powerful ways of doing this is empowering local government officials to stand as our protectors, the protectors of the people to uh, protect us from the tyranny that comes down from Washington and from Raleigh in our case. Uh, Recently, I read a very interesting book by Pastor Matt Truella called The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. And in that book, he goes through the biblical and history, uh, historical uh, proof and and demonstrates how through time, the true protectors— of individual liberty have been lesser magistrates, though not those at the top, who the tyrants who pass down the tyrannical edicts, but the lesser magistrates who stand in the gap between the people and the tyrants above. And oh, I, th- and I think that awesome. that is it's it's an awesome book. Uh, he has been on Freedom Forum Radio, and and that concept is something that I take to heart, as you know. Uh, I'm a commissioner in Cherokee County, and we do have the power. We do have the power to make sure that what comes down upon us can be blocked at the local level. Well, that, Dan, here's the thing about this. In Sarasota, I think number 38 Hamilton wrote, I think in 51 Madison wrote, the ultimate, the ultimate protector of the individual liberty is the local sheriff and the local magistrate. It's not the lesser of, they may, they may use that word, it's actually the more superior, because the further away from your body, your local, where you live, the weaker the government is. That's why the county commissioners are phenomenal in protecting us against, for private property against Agenda 21, against all these things of, of, of United Nations governance. That's why the commissioner levels, the local levels, are the most important. When we read those papers, when we read the people that wanted to, the Hamiltons, the Madisons, that their, their, their structure was, your local sheriff will say no to a state or federal agent, say not in my jurisdiction. And that's why it's important we know our position within this federal system. We are not a nation. We are not a national government. We are a federal government. There's different, there's a different concept to understand that every government around there protects the individuals in the noble rights. That's what's, that's what's so beautiful about education and knowledge, sir. And that's why I'm loving this fight. I'm hoping people will join us at, uh, at organizedforliberty.org. Get out there, join our list, get together, and get, you know, get some chapters built, and we can do this thing. But we have, we're already in the fight. If you don't fight, you've already lost the battle. I'd rather lose standing than I would on my knees, period. Well, you know, that's, that is exactly what the lesser magistrates are all about. And this, this, he gives the example of Caligula, the emperor of Rome, who gave out an edict of putting a statue of himself in the holy Jewish temple in Jerusalem. And, and Petronius, who was the Roman governor of, uh, of, uh, of Palestine, stood in his way and said, no, the people beseeched Petronius, don't let him do this. It will defile the temple. And so Petronius sent a message to Caligula, said, no, we will not do that. We will not put that statue in the holy temple. He stood between the people 
and the tyrant above. And that's one of the one of the historical incidents that uh, Pastor Tuella uses in his book to demonstrate the power of what he calls the lesser magistrates. And, and that's where we have to be. We all have to do that. And in addition, not only is the lesser magistrate the one who exercised that power, it is the obligation of the people to interest to beg the lesser magistrate to support him because often the lesser magistrate does this at risk to himself right and the people well, then sit and stand and say look we're with you we will support you if you intercede on our behalf well, well dr Dan, let's put in with this we can't blame an edict from a president an edict from a governor or some legislator the responsibility is the individual we cannot we cannot run away from our responsibility to have a an action based upon our character, our our integrity. And um, I, I have to, actually I have to I have to go real soon. I have to go back to work. And what I want to have done here is I'm hoping you encourage everybody. I know I've listened to your forum for years. I understand what you're doing. I love your knowledge. Let's keep doing exactly what we're doing. Let's find people who can help build up this base. And let's go not alone. But I don't care what the king says. If it destroys the individual, we just say no. And therefore, responsibilities for us hold them accountable. We can do this, Dan. I know it. Thank you so much, Dr. Greg Brannon. www.organizationforliberty.org. Join it. Get to work. Roll up your sleeves. And let's support Dr. Greg Brannon in this incredibly important initiative. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Dan. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Absolutely. You've been listening to Dr. Greg Brannon a Cary, North Carolina OBGYN physician who ran for the U.S. Senate in 2014. He's a constitutional leader in North Carolina, and he just announced the formation of Organize for Liberty, a 501c4 nonprofit organization dedicated to encouraging and protecting constitutionally limited government, individual sovereignty, and the inalienable rights of the individual through education, activism, and grassroots organization. Here's what he said. When I ran for U.S. Senate in 2014, we started a grassroots movement across the state based on foundational principles that protect the individual. Organized for Liberty is based upon those same principles. We know and believe coercion and compulsion are the enemies of liberty, and we're committed to continuing the fight for constitutionally limited government by educating and organizing to maximize our influence. Organize for Liberty seeks to build a grassroots organization across the state of North Carolina in order to recruit, train, and activate individuals who support the mission and want to make a difference. Through membership opportunities and the creation of local chapters, grassroots activists will have access to state-of-the-art organizing tools and training. Along with grassroots organizing, Organize for Liberty will work to educate individuals with the knowledge necessary to not only win, but win on principle. To continue his passion for education, Dr. Brannon will also host a weekly podcast on Organize for Liberty radio network. He further said, I couldn't be more excited about the endless opportunities Organized for Liberty and the Organized for Liberty radio network present to educate and organize the grassroots. 
I'm ecstatic to see the amazing team of leaders we're bringing together, and I can't, can't wait to get back in the trenches with the grassroots fighting for liberty. Dr. Brandon's interview demonstrates the passion that he has for liberty, limited government, individual freedom, and free market economy. Let us join with him on www.organizeforliberty.org. Let's support his efforts to keep our nation a nation of free individuals. This is Dr. Dan. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Thank <laughs> you.